This episode, I have three capsule reviews of new games that all have been released very recently. I will, of course, continue my series of weird Euro games from last episode, but in a loose succession, as now Essen reviewing time is close. Last week's game, The Unusual City of Chaos, was, by the way, not a Euro game by definition, but by provenance. Just to make things clear. First, I'm going to talk about Nottingham by Abacus Games, which is a light card game that is basically a very elaborate rummy variant. Players try to collect suits of cards, which they then play from the hand to score victory points. The hitch is that each card that you actually take has a special cosmic encounter-like ability that you can immediately evoke if you want. Some cards make you draw cards from the hands of other players, some let you make deals with other players, and there's also an ambush ability that can be invoked at convenient moments when you want to prevent the scoring by another player, for example. All these different card abilities make the game very wild, and it will tend towards chaos if played with many players. But it also has the advantage of being a game that is easily fitting seven players, very unusually, and never has any downtime at all, as players will constantly be involved in either drawing cards on their turn and also during other players' turns, offering cards for trade, or interact through ambushes. Nottingham makes a good filler game, but don't expect it to be a deeply strategic game. It's best played fast among a group of like-minded scoundrels. Hans im Glück has just published a new Marc-André Casasola Merkle game, the game author with the longest name in history. It's called Taluva. Taluva is a beautiful game in terms of presentation and game material. Players represent gods that try to expand a Himalaya-like mountain kingdom with temples, towers and huts, trying to place all the wooden pieces of two types before the game is over or to have the most temples when the tiles run out. The terrain is created quite literally on several levels by placing flat hexagon tiles on each other, just like you would do setting up a game of Heroescape, but then uh, you don't really shoot things here. It's a Euro game. Building the ever-growing mountain world works great and allows for many interesting placement decisions, as well as looking really gorgeous. The rules are simple and quickly explained. Where the game falls down a little, for me at least, is that it inevitably runs down to a king-making finale if played with equally competent players. In our game, it ran down to this. Player A couldn't win anymore, but could prevent player B from winning, which he did. Player B could then not win either, but could make a decision that either could make player C or player D win, and so on. It lies in the nature of this game that situations like this will occur, and one thinks if there couldn't have been some other design decisions to prevent this. With part-time gamers, this problem won't be as evident, though, and this game will certainly be enjoyed if played in a family setting, as it isn't too difficult to grasp. Finally, we come to Canal Mania by the Ragnar Brothers, creators of great games like History of the World or Viking Fury. Canal Mania as players try to build canals in 19th century England, which basically works very similar to building train tracks in 19th century England, but without other players being able to cut off your access to cities. Actually, it's very well possible to build canals over other players' canals, happily. Players strive to finish as many contracts as possible by keeping a steady income of victory points through the transporting of little good cubes from one city to another. Sounds familiar? Well, it does. Uh, the Ragnar Brothers have again created a very playable game, in my opinion, but it will be your decision if you like an Age of Steam clone where you build canals instead of trains. The comparison with Age of Steam comes quickly, as also here one tries to build as efficiently as possible, and there are also little goods tokens that go on scoring journeys. But Canal Mania is much more forgiving than its predecessor, but this comes at the price of less actual decision-making and more feeling of being played. But then it's an engrossing game with clean mechanics that will not disappoint gamers looking for another variant of hexagonal connection-building games.
And finally, we come to the Ego Rule of the Week, which is an homage to the legendary Murphy's Rules from way back. Ego Rules are slightly strange rules that aren't really logical if you think about them. Or are they? So in Canal Mania, when you transport the cubes from city to city, you get points for each city connected that you pass. So far, so good. But if you use the canals of other players, they get points too. Okay. The rules say that both players get points where a change from one canal to another takes place. So a five victory point route that has one canal in between that belongs to another player suddenly becomes a six victory point route, four victory points for one player and two victory points for the other player. And these points can multiply if there are even more players involved. And now just imagine if that was possible in real life. A job that pays $5,000 for one person suddenly pays $6,000 when another person works with you. And $7,000 when three people work and so on. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that illogical? Um, Funny, I have the feeling that this is exactly how it is in real life. See you next week, because sauerkraut is sometimes not enough. Bye-bye.